Good morning! Happy Friday, January 1st, 2021, and welcome to the first episode of Every Day's a Holiday, a daily podcast calendar giving you a reason to celebrate every day of the year. Today's holiday is National Hangover Day, so shout out to the new year and to everybody who drank away their 2020 blues, either alone or with a small group within your social bubble. I'm glad you made it to the new year, and if you drank too much, today is your day to face the consequences of last night's festivities and maybe take it easy for the next few hours. Stay hydrated, feel better, we feel for you. January 1st is also Polar Bear Plunge Day. A polar bear plunge is an event held during the winter season in which participants enter a body of water despite the water being freezing cold. Now, this sounds like an absolutely terrible experience to me, but it seems to be a widely celebrated tradition in not only the United States, but also in the United Kingdom, Canada, Australia, New Zealand, the Netherlands, and even in South Korea, where an annual polar bear swimming contest takes place annually at the Hyundai Beach in Busan, South Korea. This annual competition in particular was first held in commemoration of the 1988 Seoul Summer Olympics. If you're brave enough to participate in this holiday, all you need to do is locate the nearest pond, lake, or ocean, and just jump in it, regardless of how cold it might be. Or just fill a bucket with ice water and have your friend pour it over you while your parents film the whole experience, wondering where on earth they went wrong. Happy Polar Bear Plunge Day, everyone! Enjoy the cold water. Now, let's take a look back through the years to see what happened on this day in history. On this day, 22 years ago, in 1999, the euro became the official currency of the European Union. Now, I'm not claiming to be an economics wizard, but based on my minimalist research for today's recognition, I've learned that having a single currency has its advantages, especially for Europe. With so many countries and different cultures in a relatively small geographical area, having a common currency apparently makes it a lot easier for companies to conduct cross-border trade, it makes the economy more stable, and it gives consumers more choice and opportunities in buying. From the late 1960s onward, an Economic and Monetary Union, EMU, was a recurring ambition for the European Union. The first attempt to create an EMU was an initiative by the European Commission in 1969, which set out the need for greater coordination of economic policies and monetary cooperation. After several iterations of economic planning that I cannot begin to try to understand or explain for a daily podcast, the European Economic Community created the European Monetary Institute as the forerunner to the European Central Bank. Basically, lots of smart finance warlocks got together, made some deals with dark beings beyond our realm of understanding, and decided to finally launch the euro as the official common currency for all of Europe on January 1st, 1999. When it was first introduced, the euro existed as virtual currency. And from my understanding, it basically set the value of all European currencies as a common decimal value of the euro. So for example, one Swiss franc would be equal to 0.92 euros, and so on. This was mainly used for accounting purposes, but was entirely necessary in order to begin producing coins and banknotes that would actually hold economic value in the future. The coins and banknotes were launched on January 1st, 2002, to 12 European Union countries, making it the biggest cash changeover in history. 
The euro is now used in 19 European countries and is an ongoing official currency of the European Union to this day. So, happy birthday to the euro! Now it's time to commemorate the births and deaths of famous or infamous individuals in our next segment, Life and Legacy. On January 1st, 1919, in Manhattan, New York, Jerome David Salinger, the American writer who would go on to bring us Holden Caulfield in Catcher in the Rye, was born to Marie and Sol Salinger. Now, I didn't take the time to reread Catcher in the Rye for this podcast, but what I did retain after skimming and cliff notesing the novel back in high school is that everyone's a phony, and, well, no, that's, that's pretty much it. Everyone's a phony! J.D. Salinger also served in the U.S. Army during World War II. He was present at Utah Beach on D-Day, he was in the Battle of the Bulge, and in the Battle of Hurtgen Forest. Salinger was later assigned to a counterintelligent unit known as the Ritchie Boys. He was proficient in French and German, so he interrogated prisoners of war for information to send to the Allied forces. Happy 102nd birthday to J.D. Salinger. Also on January 1st, but in 1782, Johann Christian Bach passed away at the age of 46. Not to be confused with his father, German composer Johann Sebastian Bach, Johann Christian Bach, or John Bach as he was later referred to, was in fact Johann Sebastian's 18th child and the youngest of his 11 sons. When he was 27 years old, John Bach moved to London to premiere three of his operas at the King's Theatre, and he soon became known as the London Bach. Two years after moving to London in 1764, Johann Christian Bach met an eight-year-old Wolfgang Amadeus Mozart, and he spent five months teaching him music composition. Several scholars who have studied Mozart's life, like Theodore de Waziwa and Georges de Saint-Foy, both agree that John Bach was one of Mozart's most influential mentors, referring to him as the only true teacher of Mozart. Johann Christian Bach is buried at St. Pancras Old Churchyard, London Borough of Camden, Greater London, England. Thank you for the music, Johann Christian Bach, and rest in peace. Lastly, let's find out what listeners like you are celebrating today in our final segment, Listener Celebrations. Today, Devin and Carlos are celebrating their six-year dating anniversary, which is not to be confused with their wedding anniversary. That's on a different day. Megan's dog, Achilles, turns seven years old today, which is 49 in dog years, so he is in his prime! And Caitlin is turning 29 today, so happy birthday, Caitlin! Thanks for sharing your celebrations, you guys. If you are celebrating something like a birthday, or an anniversary, or any special occasion, please shoot me a message at everydaysaholidaypod on Instagram. Thank you for joining me in today's celebrations. Special thanks to Kristen Bradley for assisting in the research for this episode, and AJ Curtin for composing the music for Every Day's a Holiday. Please rate and review Every Day's a Holiday on Apple or Google Podcasts to let me know what you think of the show. And tune in tomorrow morning to see what there is to celebrate on January 2nd. Enjoy today, and catch you tomorrow! <laughs>